The following episode of Festival Express features an interview I did last week with Tamara Lindemann, who performs under the name of The Weather Station. Unfortunately, Tamara has uh, contracted COVID and is unable to play the Winnipeg Folk Festival. However, I thought it was a great interview discussing her two most recent records, Ignorance and How Is It That I Should Look at the Stars. So we're choosing to air it here today. I hope you enjoy it, and I do encourage you to check out both of her recent records, uh, as well as her fantastic past catalogue. Tamara Lindemann performs under the name The Weather Station, 
and has a flurry of records, a couple records in the past two years. Uh, one of them already nominated for the Polaris, but one of them I, I feel like might get it as well, springing both to the Winnipeg Folk Festival, and she joins us on the line. How's it going, Tamara? It's going okay. How, how are you doing? Uh, okay. Yeah, I suppose okay is probably the best anyone can hope for these days. There seems to be... Totally. Uh, yeah. I know that you are a, a climate activist and things are not looking good with the uh, Supreme Court rolling back EPA protections as we record this unfortunately and every day seems to bring some new thing that just is dispiriting i don't want to like pivot away from that but like how hard is it to perform music when when you have this like sort of soul-crushing psychological impact of like the world outside when you're I've got a, a flurry of dates and you're supposed to tour and you're supposed to kind of play for people how do, how do you manage that i mean i think something i've been struggling with is i think since last fall i did kind of go through a bit of a just a dip in my ability to yeah to be involved and I felt like I I just stopped doing things and on the climate front like I felt yeah I just I just felt really um yeah just deeply disheartened by honestly by the Biden administration like Mm -hmm. just the lack of follow-through you know and and the hope I had had that something could change and yet you know and I think I've also been going through a, a personal time, so I yeah I feel I feel like a bit of a fraud at this point to be described as a climate activist because I just feel like I haven't done anything useful in so long. But it doesn't mean that you know I think I think lately I've been starting to feel that fire again, mm-hmm. you know, and and that desire to to show up even despite how terrible it is. I mean. Yeah, but it, but in terms of playing music, I mean, I think that one of the things I have experienced in my own journey with climate and and with facing it is that truly facing it, I mean, it's like facing it's like facing death in a way, right? So when you when you really look at it, it it does push you towards joy on some level where you suddenly realize how fragile everything is so playing music you know can still be so beautiful and beautiful experiences can still be so beautiful even more so however of course I also feel the sort of moral injury day-to-day of driving around and you know mm-hmm. buying gas and and you know I think ultimately I feel like a human in all of it and like everybody I go through different waves of different feelings. But I mean, the Supreme Court thing is just, it's so insane that there is a part of me that's like, how can this not awaken us? (laughs) You know, but Mm -hmm. of course, so many things have failed to do that in the past. So, Right. When you talk about being disappointed in the Biden administration, you know, I mean, Manchin and Cinema certainly are weird holdouts and Democrats in in name, but like the fact is, the House, the Senate, the presidency, all con- currently controlled by the Democrats. It's like, why can't you do something? Yeah, well, and and then it's just sort of like this thing of like, if they can't do something, who can? You know? Yeah, yeah. There's like kind of an ex- existential like staring into the the abyss kind of feeling on on a day to day. It is interesting what you say about like you know the response or the retreat is to to joy into something like music. Does that inform your songwriting? Like to find some sense of joy or, or purpose through that or like processed kind of that, that existential feeling into something that speaks to it or p- 
pushes back against that? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, I'm still kind of singing the songs I wrote a couple years ago, right? And, uh, you know, I think that, I don't know, like, I, I have been writing new songs, but I don't know where I'm at in terms of how to talk about it. And I think, you know, I think I, I definitely still think a lot about how to talk about it you know, in interviews or on social media where it's like, this is a place where I am talking a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think a lot about, about how to talk about this issue safely and honestly, and, and, you know, in a way that is not destructive, you know, right. um, because it's so delicate. But yeah, I'm trying to think if that's really what you were asking, but. Um, yeah, no, and I, I mean, I certainly appreciate like those, the, the two albums, because even how is it that I should look at the stars was written like the songs were written around the same time as ignorance, correct? Same time. Yeah. 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 I think, I think maybe one thing I did do is like, because of all the heaviness, there's a few songs like when I made, how is it? I, you know, I think we recorded like 15 or maybe 16 songs and in making the choices of which songs to keep on the record, I definitely leaned a bit more towards sweetness, you Mm -hmm. know, in a certain level. It, it may be because of that, like with putting that last song, Loving You, the cover on there. I, I think I was just wanting, yeah, wanting to lean into that, that beauty in a way. Right. The, the How Is It session, you chose not to have any percussionists and you, mm-hmm. got, you got a bunch of jazz artists to participate as the band. Like how intentional was that? Like was that, I just don't want percussion? Or when you were assembling the jazz artists, you kind of realized, oh, wait a second, I don't have a drummer, but maybe that's a good thing. No, I, I always, like, I don't know, I'm weird. I, I, I feel like I was kind of reacting to myself. It was sort of like a reaction to ignorance, you know? Oh, okay. Like, so it's like sort of like the opposite, you know? It's like yin and yang. It's mm-hmm. just like that record was one thing and this record is like the other side, you know? And I think, but I, I have always dreamed of making like a time-free record. You know, I made like a very time record with ignorance. So obviously that was super intentional. And then this was just, the opposite because i love both things i love when music pushes and pulls and flows and you know how is it it's like the time really moves around because i'm the one setting it right i'm the one playing piano and singing mm-hmm. and and everybody kind of pushes and pulls around me and so of course i couldn't have percussion that would like pin the song down to a rhythm but i just love that i was i was inspired in part by the bob dylan album shadows in the night Okay. The first like American songbook album he he came out with that it, it felt like I remember the first time I heard it in a van and I had this feeling that like I was like falling continuously, you know, like it was like a feeling of just like continuously falling or, or drifting. And I thought that was a beautiful thing to try and capture musically. So, so like, it made you weightless? Yeah. 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 Like there's no... It's ungrounded. Like that was always sort of the, I had like a few like guiding principles with, with the band and with how I approached it. And I was like, it's ungrounded. This music is like drifting. It's right. like not touching the ground. It's like, you know, watery or airy or something. And in terms of communicating that to them, they obviously were, were on board with it. Like how did you kind of go about achieving that? Like did you give them some room to flesh out the songs in, in a way that like fit, fit that descriptor? Yeah, I mean, that's all That's all what they do, right? They're all, like, improvisers. So everybody in the room were people that totally could take a weird direction and really run with it, you know? And we, you know, we did rehearse 
the record. And there was like maybe three songs that we were really, you know, we, there were a couple songs where I wanted to like pin down some sort of arrangement. Like there's one song that's like a melodic arrangement that was written. But the rest of them, yeah, they just improvised. You know, we all did. And yeah, it was very beautiful. <laughs> and they're all the kind of people who will listen to each other and respond to each other. And, you know, I did subtractive editing. So I, I would take out pieces of what people had played. But everything that was there was pretty much as in the as played in the place that it was played, you know, in response to everybody else. So it has this cohesion that I really love. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned that this record is essentially like a response to ignorance. Do you mm-hmm. re-examine your old works to kind of figure out your path forward? Like, is that was that practice in place in the prior records? Or was it just the fact that, like, these two records were right on the heels of each other and in conversation with each other? Yeah, I mean, with these two records, I really thought of, like, yeah, this sort of sun-moon sort of dichotomy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm... I'm a perfectionist <laughs> and I'm always trying to outrun that because I know it makes bad music, makes for bad music when you're too much of a perfectionist. So I think I'm always switching modes because I'm always trying to outrun my desire to get way too detailed mm. about things. So I feel like I keep putting myself in these situations where I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, like I'm going to make a rock and roll guitar record. Like, because then it forces me to be creative and get out of that sort of perfectionist thing. But I think, too, it's, it's also a, just a, a desire that flows from the songs. You know, like I often, with the self-titled, with Ignorance and with How Is It, I just, I had this, and, and with whatever I'm writing now, the thing I'm making now in my mind, it kind of starts with a vision, you know? It starts with a musical vision and... I had this really strong sense of what I wanted the thing to be and how I wanted it to sound. And yeah, I, I can see a ways in which that's always like a response to whatever I did last. Right. But it's also like a response to just where I'm at in my life and it's something I'm trying to say or do. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful process. If you yeah. have these perfectionist tendencies, does that create a stumbling block in terms of like being done? Like, like you have an impulse to kind of like burrow in and, and just like keep refining a song and, and at some point you need some device to tell you like stop? Um, well, I've finally, I've really uh, in the last couple of years come through that to the other side. But yes, I was really bad in the past and I, I, was, I would go into total holes where I just couldn't finish anything and just was rewriting and rewriting. And, you know, when you rewrite often things don't necessarily get better. You know, you have to know what you're doing you have to know why you're rewriting. And yeah, I think perfectionism is really the enemy of songwriting, but it's just like when you can harness that energy towards towards good, you can make something really powerful. But yeah, I, I've, had a, I've had a long journey in myself with that. And I think I'm only now really in a place where I think I can actually write songs. And it doesn't mean that my songs are necessarily better, but it's just less painful. <laughs> It's, painful. it's interesting because I'd read an interview you did with Exclaim uh, around the time that the, the new record came out and they asked you what traits you like and dislike about yourself. You said you can be very accepting and that can all, not always be great, but it sounds like maybe that's only an application to other people and that maybe that, that's something you've been working on for yourself. Yeah, that's definitely a journey for me. I am really accepting of other people and not accepting of myself. 
but I definitely it's you know that's that's the journey with songwriting right where you can like that that feeling of shame you get you know the next day when you look at what you wrote and you just think it's absolutely stupid you know mm-hmm. when you can turn that into sort of feeling more of like befuddlement or sort of like huh I wonder that's funny you know <laughs> you know and you can be gentle with yourself mm-hmm. and sort of your own foibles or uh mistakes or whatever as 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 just you know mistakes and foibles and moments where you were trying to get ahead of yourself or whatever then then that's where you can actually work because yeah i mean nobody like there is no such thing as a perfect song well there kind of is i think i can think of a bunch of songs i think are perfect but (laughs) the way in which they're perfect is so unique like it's like you could never pin that down to anything so right It also sounds like a bit of a mindfulness practice, like going back and looking at your songs is, is kind of like seeing the thought that you're, comes into your head and being like, okay, that's that thought, and then just like letting it go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's just, it's not really about good or bad. It's just about what, I, I do I do mentoring, like in the last couple of years, I've mentored a lot of songwriters, like through the Center for the Arts, and then, and then it's been sort of online for the last couple of years, and it's really it's really interesting, you know? I mean, it's just like, ultimately, what I always see is like the song, how can you make the song exactly what the song needs to be or what you want it to be, you know? And, and there's no right or wrong. It's, it's just, it's just sort of making it, it's pure, the purest form of itself, you know, I think is, is what you want it to be. And, you know, I, I have a few songs I've written that I just, I know I couldn't change a word if I, if I tried. And that's always like a feeling of peace I have where like, I feel like the song became a hundred percent of what it was, what it should have been. And then I have other songs where I think it got most of the way there. And it doesn't mean that it didn't carry a lot of meaning and emotion into the world. And that's still, that's enough, you know? It's that song's best effort and that's all you can ask of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has that mentoring process impacted your own songwriting? Like, like, standing outside yourself and helping some other songwriter does that filter back or provide like a feedback loop to your own process oh deeply yeah deeply i mean it's it's been one of the most rewarding honestly one of the most rewarding things i've ever done like i i love it i've learned so much and i think since yeah like since doing that that's where i've come to this place of calm with my own writing because i just see watching everyone go through their neurosis you just realize that we're all crazy kind of. And, and yeah, I mean, watching people struggle with, with aspects in their songs that to me are just not a thing is is really fun Mm. (laughs) in a way. And that someone will come to me and they're like, I feel like I've used the word the too much. And I'm like, that's not a thing. (laughs) You're worrying, you're worrying about the wrong thing. You know, I think that's a lot of it. Right. And yeah, I, I like the songs that are out in the world are kind of mostly songs I wrote before I started doing that. So once again, I don't know that it means I'll write better songs, but I think it's helped me emotionally as a person, you know, and with, with acceptance and perfectionism for sure. Right. So the the songs that you're writing now, like, do you share them at all, like when you play live or is it something that, you know, only once the record is out that that becomes kind of a public piece? Um, I mean, the show right now is so kind of, controlled and you know it still very much is like these are shows that are for ignorance still kind of you know like i haven't even played a ton of how is it that i should look at the stars live too much um so no i haven't even thought about playing anything new i i would hope that 
you know, before I made a record, I would have a chance to do that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know at what point I'll get there, but yeah, yeah. obviously, obviously the releasing ignorance and then how is it in, in the midst of periods when you could not tour or play, play out live Im- impacts kind of the, the progress of those records in terms of what response you've gotten so far. Has there been any surprises about, you know, what people are resonating with or feedback from, from audiences? Yeah, I mean, I would say the response to Ignorance was a huge surprise. Obviously, we wanted it to do well, and we worked hard on every aspect of it, you know, how it was presented, right? Like, in order to hopefully have it be as as understood as possible. Mm -hmm. But I just, I still never could have dreamed how, how it would be heard, and I still feel so lucky, like... It's just, yeah, it's truly, truly special. Right. Really special. Yeah. Before I let you go, Tamara, I want to get you to pick a song. And usually, I, I mean, usually when I'm talking to an artist, they have like one new record, but you've got two. So maybe we'll bookend this interview with one selection from each record. And okay. And if you have a sure. reason why you're picking those songs or an anecdote about them, I'd love to hear that. Hmm. Um, well, since we have talked a lot about songwriting, I would like to like to play um, the song Song from uh, from How Is It That I Should Look at the Stars, which I, I really I really love this song. Um, it's one of my favorite it's it's one of these songs I think of when I when I say it feels kind of so complete, like I just couldn't change anything. Mm-hmm. And and I think like it, it takes this very small thing, you know, and, and finishes it it's just right, you know, like it, it uh, yeah, I'm so proud of it. It captures something that happens to me all the time and yet it's so simple and so pure and yeah, I love, I love, it's, you know, there are songs I sing that bring up a lot of heaviness and a lot of uncertainty in me, you know, in this song, whenever I sing it, I just feel completely calm. So mm-hmm. it feels like a song I'll be singing forever on some level and that makes me feel really happy. Naming it song. Yeah, naming it song. Like, is this like a situation where like you name a dog, dog or something? Like, like, It kind of is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's literally like a song about writing songs. And I named it song. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not very good at naming songs, to be honest. Um, And then in terms of uh, a song from Ignorance, I think, you know, Loss, maybe. I think, I think it's, sort of a song that feels fitting to the moment with the Supreme Court decision. Yeah. You know, where you can't help but slip into some kind of denial, you know? And and that's real, you know? And and yet that that's the hard thing. Loss is loss. And oh how do you um you face it yeah it's hard very much so uh mm-hmm. tamara i want to thank you for taking some time out of your day to talk to us and i really am looking forward to seeing you at winnipeg folk festival yeah thanks thanks i'm really excited really excited to play it's a really great festival i woke up thinking of a song that i could write a song to pull the dream my night 
You've been listening to an interview with Tamara Lindemann of the Weather Station. Uh, unfortunately, had to cancel their performance at the Winnipeg Folk Festival. Uh, thank you for tuning into Festival Express throughout the past few weeks leading up to the festival, and hope you all have a great weekend.